just want this out there in advance. This is the season of Ricard Raquel. All right. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Raquel has been moved to the top line. As you know, Raquel is on the top power play unit. As you know, Raquel has already shown in a preseason game, but he's shown that he can work on the left side, just as he often did in Anaheim. And beyond all that, it feels a little like the secret's out about this guy. Now, secret from whom? To an extent, Mike Sullivan. Hear this out. Hear this out, okay? It's not like Sully doesn't know what Raquel can do. It's not like Sully's dumb, okay? It's more like... There's a certain tier of players in Sully's world, and it takes some time to get up into that tier that's more about trust than it is about talent. Talent helps. Talent makes trust possible. But the trust is separately earned with this head coach. Raquel's been here a while now. He's hardly new, but yet there's something about Raquel's play in the second half of the 2022-23 NHL season that moved him up into that tier that I'm describing. Now, it might be the fact that he was able to come off the boards, off the left boards, the way he did, and kind of manage pseudo-quarterback the first power play which takes some doing because not only are you put into a role where you've got to handle the puck as much or more than anyone else out there, but you've got to have the stones to be able to share a rink with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang and say, uh-uh, fellas, the puck's mine. But Raquel's capable of doing that. Raquel's confident enough to do that. He's also good enough to do that. And I think that, more than anything, was what moved Sullivan. Because before that, you'll recall, that guy was Brian Rust, just as Rust was that guy on the first line at 5-on-5 rather than Raquel. So all kinds of evidence kept mounting. Every time Sid and Raquel shared a rink, they were Magical, even when it was just an accident that they were on the ice together. But what happened here is that Raquel, by elevating above Rust, again, in the coach's eyes, regardless of what you or I think about it, in the coach's eyes, put himself into a spot to become even more productive, to become even more of a points guy. And in turn put himself into a position, this is going to sound nuts to say about somebody who's on the wrong side of 30, but to have a breakout kind of year. If I hadn't seen this with my own eyes over a couple of decades of covering this franchise, 
I wouldn't think that it's possible, but I have seen it. I have seen players like Robert Lang. That's a really good example, actually. Come to the Penguins and just become a better fit with better players and then seize the opportunities that he had. If you watch Lang stone cold when he showed up in Pittsburgh, you could have convinced yourself he was anywhere from a second liner to a fourth liner. And I say that respectfully because he wasn't necessarily all that graceful and had other little little things about his game that would bug you. But then he comes here, he's Czech, he fits in with Jaromir Jager and Martin Strzok and everything else. He was one of the few right-handed guys in the mix. He could shoot the puck, and they just told Langer, go stand here and just fire it. When you get it, fire it. And that's what he did. And that's what he did. And it worked. Now, look at the current power play. The one that's been set up by Sullivan and Todd Reardon already. The one with Eric Carlson atop the umbrella, Latang on the left flank, Malkin on the right flank, and Sid and Raquel down low. Now, if that sounds like Raquel is space holding for Jake Gensel, that's probably correct. But then Raquel has taken similar opportunities and held on to them. Now, I can think of crazier concepts than telling the guy who's your perennial leading goal scorer to have a seat during the first power play unit's time. That's not going to look like it's very logical to a lot of people. But if Raquel's out there, he's the right-handed shot down low. He's the guy with the bigger frame who's not shy about going to the front of the net, just like Jake. And he's the guy who can finish something that he did more often than anyone else on the roster on the power play last season. Look it up. Ten power play goals. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items like lean proteins, perfect for muscle building and weight loss. If you're not local... Gift cards are also available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. That's FamilyTablePGH.com. And use the code DK40 or DK40 for 40% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon today for Thursday delivery. Jake, who says, hey, DK, I love listening to Daily Shots early every day while heading to work. I appreciate that, Jake. I'm pretty hopeful for this season. Why? Well, just look at who's gone and look at who's replacing them. Eric Carlson's the only big addition. But the players who left are subtractions, and the guys we got are more serviceable. What do you think? Well, Jake, the reflex thought that I have here upon seeing this is you're kind of knocking guys that don't need to be knocked. And maybe you didn't mean to, but when you say that the guys who are coming back aren't big additions, it sounds like that might be a knock on them because I look at Riley Smith as 
in a normal year, a player that you would go, whoa, really? Got Riley Smith? Wow. Okay. That's cool. I would look at even some of the guys that were picked up for the third or fourth lines and feel the same way. Uh, You know how I feel about Lars Eller, but when I'm in the Penguins' room, now what I'm hearing from them is that they love Matt Nieto, that they love Noel Achari. Now we'll see how that plays out over time, but that's that's some pretty nice additions. That said, I really like your thought process here because if you were to just go and assign – a player who left, and then match them exactly one for one with a player who came back, you'd probably end up being pretty happy. I mean, we can start with the obvious Jeff Petrie for Carlson. That's a W, okay? And take that from somebody who kind of likes Petrie and Petrie's game, probably more than most people did around here. Now, another one would be Smith for Jason Zucker. Now it gets a little bit dicier. Would you describe Zucker as having been someone who was a subtraction? No, of course not. And I'm sure you didn't intend to include him. Zucker's a really, really good hockey player who does a ton of things well and is obviously a real energy creator. Coaches love that. Heck, fans love that. It's awesome. He also was hurt all the time, and he probably was playing through being hurt the better part of this past season. That's to his credit, but that's also a real risk when it comes to signing somebody to a longer-term contract. So is Smith, who's perennially a higher scorer than Zucker and healthier and all that other stuff, an upgrade over Zucker? Yeah, but not by some immense measure. Where this really wins out, this argument, is on the third and fourth lines. And... I don't know if that's damning them with faint praise because I felt like the third and fourth lines were, eh, you know, catastrophic, to put it mildly. But you know what? Don't forget about Ryan Graves. Because Graves, while he isn't technically taking anybody's spot, he's pretty much just pushing the existing left-handed defensemen down the depth chart, that was needed. Because otherwise, you were going to be starting a P.O. Joseph or even Gasp, a Ty Smith or whoever as part of that group. And that's not a top four outlook that you'd be looking at, that you'd like. I think Graves is going to make a difference on this team as well. Because between Graves and Mark Pedersen, you do have a couple of younger guys who can handle, if needed, the five-on-five ice time that's going to be required in skating alongside both Carlson and Chris Letang. It's it's a better team. I don't know how you could make the case that it isn't, but I like the way you laid it out. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. They're in Halifax, Nova Scotia tonight for a preseason game, and we will do another one of these shows tomorrow. Thank you.